Welcome to another episode with Loans Elevated. My name is Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officer nationwide. And I'm TJ Heidenreich. Together we bring the latest news, strategies, and insights in the mortgage and real estate industry. Uh, all right. Welcome back. Last week, Brock and I had the unique opportunity of sponsoring the Salt Lake Board of Realtors forecast breakfast last week, and it was super impactful. We go to it every year, and we get a lot of good numbers that we use all year round, um, but let's dive into topics that were discussed and what we think about it. Yeah, so we took some screen. I think the, the large theme of it is reaffirming what we've been thinking and talking about for months now, mm-hmm. which is... There is not an actual housing crisis right now, uh, meaning we aren't in a position where we are going to see a housing crash or, you know, values are just going to tumble all the way down thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, we have seen a little bit of a correction, mm-hmm. but one interesting thing that they mentioned, well, let me, let me actually just finish that statement. The, the grand theme is that we've seen the worst of the housing price correction and we've seen the peak of interest rates. So that means from this point forward, things only get better. That was the the large theme, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they and they said that the a big reason for the stall in the market was interest rates itself. Well, yeah, it was. They they actually mentioned that the interest rate spike last year was the largest s- spike in that same nine month duration. It was a nine month period of mm-hmm. time from from uh, the low to the high or the peak. It, that was the largest nine-month increase in mortgage rates ever in mm-hmm. history, which is insane. Right. Of course, that's going to stall. It's, yeah, it's going to shock the, the market. market. It's yeah. going to freak everybody yeah, out. Exactly. I exactly. mean, it freaked me out. I don't really – I'm way more selective on – like if I look at investment properties or whatever to buy, mm. I'm way more selective on which ones I'm interested in putting an offer in right, right now. definitely. Because the rates are so freaking high. Yeah. So anyway, that, that was interesting. That was the, that was the, the main theme. Now, a couple of pictures that we took from the graphs that we kind of want to dive into that underscore a lot of this is, number one, the single-family housing starts. Now, the reason this is so important is because if you just pull back all of the emotion and, and all of the crap from what the media says and what everybody's what everybody thinks and the emotions we feel about housing, you have to just boil it down to simple supply and demand. And this is talking about supply. So we had, since the the major housing crisis, 2008, there was a 10 or 10 or 10 or 11 year period on this graph that housing starts, meaning new homes being built, were way, way below the baseline numbers that we need. And only the past two years, 2020 and 2021, did we even hit the baseline of what we need to keep up with housing starts on, on, on the long-term trend line. Now, that doesn't speak to the fact that over the same period of time, we've had more, like our population has grown, mm-hmm. especially here in Utah. I think, I think that compared to the number of formations we have, or the number of the homes, for house formations now are millions, millions more, but we're only building the number of homes as of like year 2000 or something like that. Right. So, But if, we're like 24. Five million, <laughs> yeah. So more households, yeah, right. So many. The population's growing by so much that we can't. There's no way we can keep up. Inventory is only going to get worse. So this temporary pause in in the housing market, it, like it, this is it's just that it's temporary. We are going to see a point when rates get down low enough that people feel comfortable pulling the trigger. At that point, we do not have enough inventory to 
supply the mm-hmm. market with the demand that's there. Mm-hmm. There's just simply too many households. So that's going to create another situation of, you know, possible a mini, housing spikes. Yeah. I mean, I, we could see a mini 2020 or 21 where we're having to multiple offer scenarios. We're having to compete, pay above asking price for the same houses that we're getting right now at a discount because I mean, Right now, you can get seller concessions where you're getting your closing costs paid for, your rights, your your rates being bought down. I mean, it's yeah. in addition to decrease in the right. list price and right. all these things. I mean, what's the average you know, decrease? We said this before. I like think five, it was like five and five percent. Yeah, most like recent. That. Yeah, was the average discount. One thing that I forgot to mention that's on the same topic is from the very peak of home prices in 2021. So the highest mm-hmm. point of home prices that we've seen ever on history. To today, which we, based on the economist data, we've already hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. So from the peak to today, or whenever we mm-hmm. hit the bottom, yeah. home prices were still up year right, over year. Year over year, yeah. We never right, saw a, a, a period of time where mm-hmm. there was an actual negative appreciation. Yeah, rate. appreciation just slowed down. Exactly, and that was like trying to handpick the best of the best compared to the worst right. of the worst, which is still never which is there. healthy. I mean, it was not healthy to appreciate at twenty percent every year. No, <laughs> it's, 20, it's not sustainable. Yeah, it's ridiculous. not sustainable. But the cool thing is, we never. I mean, we've seen negatives month over month, mm-hmm. but we've but not year. seen a year over year mm-hmm. negative ever, right, on record yet. And right. and it seems like we've already hit the bottom. Things mm-hmm. are starting to turn the other direction. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Another big uh, fact that we saw, which is very interesting but also reassuring, is that housing values have come up. This is from the year 2000. Housing values have come up from just over 100,000 on the median to just over 400,000 on the median. Mm-hmm. So they've come up 300,000 mm-hmm. uh, or what is that 400%? They've mm-hmm. come up. With and the debt the debt has only increased from about 50,000 to just over 100,000. So this graph there is an exponential increase of wealth that is mm-hmm. being stored in real estate. Mm-hmm. People have not been chasing the equity in their home by mm-hmm. pulling dollar after dollar after dollar out, right. which is huge from this whole standpoint of, is there going to be a housing crash? What is to be expected? I mean, I think it's a little concerning because one, clearly there's there's not going to be a housing crash with a mm-hmm. bunch, of, bunch of distressed sales mm-hmm. because you're not going to have people foreclosing or short selling when they have this much equity, in astronomical house. amounts right. of equity. Historical you, you could levels. even sell on a discount and have and you, plenty of equity in your house. Tons. However, yeah. On the same token, if there's no real need and people have this this stockhold of wealth in their house, mm-hmm. why are they going to be inclined to sell right. and add to the inventory? Which, in other words, is exasper- ex- exasperating mm-hmm. the issue of the a lack of supply. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right? Right. the demand is going to be there. But these people that own the homes have tons of equity. Mm-hmm. They have no desire to move and there's nothing pressuring them to do it except for... And odds are the people that own the, that have this much equity in their house, they probably have a rate of 2 to 3%. Right, right. Which, is, which is a little scary. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, we thought that was interesting. Scary if you're not a homeowner. Yes, if you are a homeowner, right. phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's great <laughs> right. if you're a homeowner because you're right. going to have sustained values. Right. Um, again, on home price crashing. So this is a pretty complex chart that we have. 
But on the last housing cycle, so this was in the Great Recession, they're showing key data points. So job cuts. Back then, the net job cuts, meaning there were cuts and there were additions, just like there are in any economy at any point. But the net was a a loss of 8 million jobs. The current housing cycle, which is the one we're currently in, there have been zero net job losses, meaning there's layoffs, but there's just as many hires happening that are netting it out to a net zero, which is pretty crazy. Now, last housing cycle, total payroll jobs, meaning W2 salary jobs, there were 130 million. This cycle, W2 salary jobs, meaning the people that have a more or less a guaranteed wage. There's 153 million. Wow, 20 people. million more. Wow. 23 million. Yes. Yeah. Which is like 15% more people with a with a salary job. The total jobs, there were 138 million back in the in, in the 2008 and now there's 158 million. So we have a much larger share of people who are employed mm-hmm. that have a W2 salary type position, which is these are prime home buyers. Subprime loans, obviously, they were very prevalent. You fog on a mirror, you got a loan. Today, there's virtually none. And the loans that are, you know, alternative type financing, like debt service coverage ratio or bank statement loans, there is a function of making sure you actually qualify. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, it's hard to qualify for those loans. It is. I mean, and it's conservative. We're going off compared to what it was, right? right? It's not like what it was in 2008. And you have to put a ton of money down. Yeah, you're going to have have a good amount of skin in the game. Exactly. So you're not going to walk away from that house. It's not going to lead to, you know, a a distressed sales market. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this one is... This is huge. New home constructions. So so five-year cumulative new homes before the crash in 2008. So, so this is like from 2000 to 2005 well, It was a five-year. It was oh, 2000, so 2003 to 2008. Or, no, I think you're probably right. It was maybe 2001 to 2006. It doesn't mm-hmm. say exactly, yeah. but it's the five-year cumulative mm-hmm. homes built prior to the crash. There were 7.65 million with, bear in mind, mm-hmm. like, with what less, do we say, 25 million yeah, fewer less, yeah, households. Le- yeah, mm-hmm, less household formations. This go-around, there's only been 4.6 million in the five years leading up to the quote-unquote crash Mm -hmm. Uh, or you know we say correction we didn't even see a negative reading Mm -hmm. on home prices year over year which is crazy so we had about 60 percent of the home the equivalent of the homes built with 15 to 20 percent more population right or more 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 home buyers Mm -hmm. uh, or households now inventory on market this is crazy we've all been freaked out that there's an increase in in inventory and we thought that's what was leading to the, the home prices dropping. This, I could not believe this stat. This, these are national numbers, of course. But inventory on the market back in the, in the 2008 Great Recession, there was about 3.9 million homes nationally on the market. Today, despite all of the new homes being built over the same period of time, there's only about 1.1 million homes on the market. That's like 25%. It's crazy. It'd be interesting to see how many months reserve that is. It would be. I mean, I don't know. It's don't like know. <laughs> from our perspective, I, I think it's balanced or at times even tipping more towards the seller because That's I'm what I seeing too. multiple offers again already, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is crazy. Uh, mortgage delinquencies back in the in the Great Recession were 10.1%. Today, it's 3.6%. So anybody who's behind on a payment mm-hmm. on, their, on their home, it's very, very historical lows. 
Now, homes in foreclosure, this is crazy. So that's if you're just late on a mortgage payment. Homes in foreclosure, there were 4.6% back in the Great Recession. Today, there's only 0.6%. It's crazy. So clearly, there's no fundamental details that point to anything mm-hmm. real There's no signs of a housing crash. Housing. No. In fact, it all, all of this with the supply and demand and some of these numbers just point to a, a continuing issue of, mm-hmm. of, I mean, I hope not, but possible decreased affordability mm-hmm. into the future because mm-hmm. prices just keep going up. Right. I don't think we're ever going to see rates at two point anything again. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, price concessions. Oh, this is interesting for sellers out there that are listening. If you don't price your home right, you are losing money in a big, big way. So homes, the average is about a five and a half percent list to sale price reduction. So in other words, the seller is selling their home for about five and a half percent less than what they want from the list price to the actual sales price. However, once you hit days on market below beyond beyond about a month before going under contract, it exponentially goes up. So for example, yeah, 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 doubles. Mm -hmm. If you go 120 days, which means you price your home incorrectly, you want to sit on the market and just wait for the right buyer, or you just want to test it out and then see if you should do a price drop later. That's going to add to your days on market. Well, the days on market, once you hit four months, 120 days, or really once you hit 90 days, you're now somewhere between a 10 and an 11% price reduction from list price to sales price, which is crazy. It's crazy. So I think maybe, you know, be cautious. Listen to the, the realtor that you hire and hopefully you hire a good one who knows what's going on in the market and make sure you price your home the right way because the longer it sits, the worse things get because it doesn't say they didn't do price drops in that 90 mm-hmm. or 120 days. Just yeah. says the list to sale mm-hmm. price ratio comes down, right? Which is nuts. Um, but then there was that. So I don't know. That that's what we've got. Yeah. Kind of the overall theme. Those are the big takeaways we took. Um, but Tej, you had uh, you remembered that one stat? That oh we talked yeah. About. And this is a lot about Utah, and and kind of speaking to how strong our economy. Yeah, is here. you're gonna have to tell me on the facts. But I thought this was really interesting because it's nothing. It's nothing I've really looked into before. But so it's saying people moving to Utah from other markets. And say from Chicago, California, Idaho, whoever's moving to Utah, the price of which you're renting that U-Haul at going to the place you're buying from or vice versa, coming here to Utah from the place you're from. Yeah, like one example was was Uh San Francisco. Yep, exactly. So if you were renting to go from Salt Lake to San Francisco Mm -hmm. with a U-Haul, the price was like minuscule. It was Mm -hmm. like a hundred yeah, or no, it was like three hundred and fifty bucks. Because yep, exactly. But flip it on on its head. It's the same mileage, the exact same cost to the route. company, the exact same route. It was quadruple. Like 1400 <laughs> yeah, More exactly. than quadruple. Yeah, exactly. So I it's mean, crazy because clearly there's demand for people mm-hmm. to move to Utah mm-hmm. and not demand for people to move out of Utah yeah. to, to Obviously, these they needed trucks in other areas, and they had quite enough trucks in Utah because so many people are coming to Utah. So there's data that third-party companies are, they have that we don't even think to use that are super valuable. Yep, yep. Yeah. But I think it speaks volumes to the strength of, mm-hmm. of Utah. And, you know, we, we if you go look at the data, we continually lead the way mm-hmm. on the best housing market stats. I mean, there's some doomsday stuff out there that maybe we grew too fast, too, you know, too quickly. Mm-hmm. 
but if you go look at the data that's actually published, not forecast, but the data, the data, we are always leading the charts on every single report I've ever seen. Utah is leading the mm-hmm. charts, uh, or at least up at the top. They're not the number one, but mm-hmm. they're up in the top like handful, two, mm-hmm. three, four. Right. Um, anyway, I think I think the overarching thing of this too is if you don't own a home right now and you haven't ran any numbers for yourself please reach out to us because right now is one of the most unique times to buy a house. There's lots of opportunity. Um, you can get really good deals. You can get sellers to pay for your closing costs. I mean, hell, both of us have bought homes this mm-hmm. past year for this very reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so please reach out to us. Uh, and if you, you know, please follow Loans Elevated at all platforms. And if you guys have any questions, you guys know where to reach us. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.